2: even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com
0: and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. This is long shots. Vison's premier golf betting podcast. Here's Matt Brown, Wes Reynolds, and Kelly Bidlin.
3: Hello, and welcome to Beeson's Long Shot. This is the postmortem of the Players' Championship. Matt Brown and Kelly Bidlin coming at you here on a Monday. Kelly, we take a look. Scotty Scheffler, yet again, $4.5 million. Five strokes clear of the next finisher in this tournament. And, you know, listen, we talk about he this did. each and every week. And we say, hey, listen, the win equity of these top three players is so incredibly high. That is the reason why their numbers are so short. And also why we're getting these fat juicy numbers on these other guys. Here we are yet again, another one of the big three wins. And it wasn't even close again, five stroke. It took Tyrrell Hatton going seven under mm-hmm. for five strokes within Tyrrell Hatton. I mean, within, within <laughs> inside of Scotty Scheffler um, for, for this tournament, you know, it, it's one of those things. Look after, After Thursday's round, I was able to get in on Scotty at plus 510. He was nice. And that's half of the odds, obviously, of of what he went off at. But this is kind of what we talked about before, right? I had a entire tournament of sample size. We were looking at a field in which this course already showed that it had the potential to either really eat them up or when the conditions were okay they were able to score on pretty good. It seemed yeah. like the right, kind of the right picking there for Scotty Scheffler. So again, not near the, it, it basically just kind of got me back to even on the week, maybe a little bit, but boy, it, this is why we say this about these guys. It's why we say this about these top three guys. And it's going to be that way in every single one of these elevated events as we move forward.
1: Yeah, that was a, uh... You made a smarter bet than I did. Um, I actually bet him, but I I laid two dollars, <laughs> yeah, on yesterday during yesterday's hey, round. A hey, win's a win's a win's a win. I mean, like a, it doesn't. A win you know, is a win, yeah. but the, you, you know, the, it was a it was a it was a sweaty few holes there. At least I don't want to say it was a sweaty back nine because it wasn't. Eventually, he did run away with it. But uh, you know, it's when you're when you're figuring out that live math and what's worth making a bet on or not, especially in that kind of situation. Well, it becomes a whole lot different when you're playing on a course like that one, right, where there's water all over the place and things can, could, in theory, rapidly change. So, uh, no, you're right. I'm glad I got down on it. Small losing week for me uh, overall. But, yes, those guys, those guys are amazing. And look, I, when, when Scotty... I mean, like he, he he barely putted. You know, he barely gained putting. Right? Like he's just yeah. he, he's that good, man. He um, didn't have to have his A game to win, and that's
3: what's scary. Right? Like that's that's the scariest thing. We were talking about like that with Rom. You know, a couple of weeks ago, where it was like he was actually had his C game and finished third in a tournament. Here's Scotty Scheffler without his A game, and he wins by five strokes. Kelly.
1: I, I mean, I'm just looking at Terrell. Like I'm looking at the. Oh no, I'm actually looking at round four. I was going to say those are ridiculous numbers for. Uh, uh, for Terrell Hatton, but yeah, I mean like Ter- Terrell Hatton, so good T to green, like Gaines putting, and it's just still like you're nowhere close to what Scotty Scheffler's doing. You're just you're just nowhere close. Um, so yes, I, those guys are, look, I, I think it's going to continue to be a theme throughout the season here. I think some interesting, the one, you know, the one of the big three that we, we haven't talked about as much has been Rory. I thought it was interesting to hear him, uh, his comments this week of just, him be feeling like he's been distracted from from his yeah. game having to deal with all the PGA tour live stuff um and was really going to focus on buckling down uh, as we head into the masters here and Good I don't know to about hear you. because it's the truth because like they've they've made him the de facto face of the yes. uh, of
3: the PGA and it's like no one's asking him about golf really anymore they're asking him about all the political stuff that goes on behind the scenes like he didn't even get questions about golf anymore right and like i yep. actually i actually kind of understood what he was talking about
1: yeah, no, no. I me, me too. Um no and, and it's it's exactly what you're saying. It it it's tough, you know, like it's tough to feel bad for a guy like Rory, right, but right, like right. but at the same time it's one of those like I don't I want other guys to step up and say so. You know what I mean? It's huh. not it shouldn't be on him to be like the captain of the PGA tour with like Tiger in the background helping out, right? Like yeah. it shouldn't be that way. Like all these other guys, you know, even like Okay, a guy you and I talk nonstop good about, but like guys even like Max Homa, right? Like Max Homa, you have your your career over in Scotty Scheffler, you two, your careers over the past year have flourished on the PGA tour. Like you are a starlets of the PGA tour right now. Stand up and say something, man. Well, like Why you does know does Rory they, have to take all of this? Well, it's it's just it's the line of questioning, right? Like, because when Scotty goes to the
3: booth and when, when Max Homa goes to the booth, they ask him about their game. They ask yes. him about like the round that they just shot. They ask him about the course, how the course play, and all the different stuff like that. Rory goes into the press room and it doesn't matter. They're just like so anyway, you hate Phil now, right? Is, I mean, you know, it's like that's, that's what that's the it first is. question that comes out. It's like there's no, there's nothing that. And look, I get it because you're trying to get clicks, you want sound bites, and Roy's going to give them to you. You yeah. know, like and as a journalist, you know the guys that give you Kelly. You came from you know traditional yeah. journalism. I came from like you know the guys that are going to give you the goods. And when they give you the goods, you keep going back for more. And and no, like that's and, and
1: and that's what you get with with Rory, you know? And so the other thing is tough about this. Like I'm just realizing, like, I'm like, I'm like making them sound like I'm mad at these other guys for not standing up and say something like, well, okay. It might be a PGA tour versus live thing, but also at the end of the day, this is an individual sport. It's not like these two guys, these guys are all playing on the same team. You know what I mean? It's not like, (laughs) like, I guess, I guess I got to I have to keep that in mind with other people out there too. too.
3: The other thing from a betting standpoint, we did all this hand wringing, you know oh they're going to limit the number of people that play these elevated events and oh my god what's it going to do look at the leaderboard Sheffler Hatton Hovland Hoagie, Matsuyama Homa and then and then Rose Sung JM Cam Davis Colin Moore, Cal- like, it's all these damn guys are playing in the thing anyway like it's like this is ridiculous we're done with this conversation i'm not listening to it anymore like like it's doesn't matter like, it does not matter at all. Like, look at the leaderboard. That's what the way it's going to look. All those guys are qualified. All those guys are going to get in. All those guys are going to play. It's it's just, it just is what it is. I think one of the things that really did stand out to me, though, about this this thing is, so, Kelly, Max Homa, T6 yet again. So, another big finish for Max Homa in a big tournament. And then we also yeah. get, I'm not going to call it a melt, but we get just Colin Morikawa, the same thing that we said. And then, look, this isn't if Wes was here, we would say this in front of Wes, whatever. But when Wes said that he was on Colin again, this week, we actually broke it out. And you and I both said like, look, the win equity on Colin is at those odds, specifically heading into this tournament. There's just no way I can possibly do it. He comes out, shoots 65 and then goes three consecutive rounds of 73, 72, 71 and finds himself T 13, never even contending after day one in this tournament. And like, I, I, I think Colin is a good golfer, I think he is not necessarily in the elite of the elite conversation right now with the way with the way his game stands. I don't think he's in the same voice as a shuffler, a Homa, a, a Rom, a Rory, like whatever it might be. I don't think he's there until I see four rounds in one of these big tournaments from Colin Morikawa. Again. And, and and, you know, we know that he can do it in any singular round. Hell, he started off the tournament with a 65 but then he comes back 73 72 71 and we're betting our hard earned money on short odds on this guy and that's the thing it's different if we was 70 to 1 or 50 to 1 or hell even 40 to 1 he was 22 heading into this tournament and there's just I can't put my money on this guy that I think's win equity is is not even anywhere close to that
1: yeah, it's just shot right now. I yeah, I don't, I don't know what the problem is there exactly, but there's something going on. And look, there's, yeah, you, you hit on it, though. It's it's the part of right now, right? And, and Wes brought this up actually this morning on a numbers game where it, wait, talking about Scheffler, where some of these guys, you know, it really is, you know, golf is, it, it's up and down, right? Like you go through streaks where you're playing really well. You go through streaks where you're not going to get those wins home. And we, we saw Roms, a string of dominance and we'll see if he bounces right back to that whenever he plays next. Um, You know, and and this might be Scotty Scheffler kind of on the upslope here. This is kind of how it works with some of these guys. The other, the other guys I want to, I want to focus back in on too, are some of the, some of the ones that I think we've nailed down pretty, pretty well here. And it's the, like, look, I'm not betting outrights on Victor Hovland, Sung J M. Right. Like until they win too, right? They're they're kinda of in that same category. But where do they where do they keep finishing, Matt? I mean, they are still right up there. And I think these are like Sungjae J M is like a top twenty machine right now, what this guy's doing. I know he said I don't know if you caught this on the broadcast yesterday, but uh apparently he's been playing with a tight back. And like, <laughs> he's, he's like just playing through it. And like the commentators were like, yeah, like maybe he should take a week off like every once in a while. And like, apparently sung yeah. said that had, that was affecting his play. And I'm like, oh my God, man, this guy's crazy. He just keeps playing and he's hurt. Um, yeah. But he's right there. We've brought up both those guys, Hovland, Sung Max, Homa. Me, me and you keep going back to the well with him. Um, And that that top 20 gets home. Uh, you know, even then Xander Shoffley and Patrick Cantley too, right? Like those are those guys that are on that, I think that tier down from the, those big three. But like they're they're right there. They are right yep. there basically every week. Um, I mean, and right there is pretty far off, you know, it's 10, 10, shots off <laughs> Scotty Scheffler this week, but still, you know, as far as the rest of the pack, Exactly. You know, but he was five strokes right clear of the second place yeah. finisher.
3: So, like it's it's like, but you're yes, yeah, so you're talking about in the in the thick of it, and that's kind of what it's all about. And again, like I'm going to say this again. T13 for Ricky Fowler, yet again. Like the, yep. the guy, the Jason guy, Day. look, yep. his, his, yeah, T19 on Jason Day. Listen, is there win equity there? I think probably not. Like, I don't yeah, think Fowler or Day is going to be winning any of these super deep field tournaments anytime soon. But I can me tell either. you this, Kelly. Ooh. Days give me these top the 20 day. yeah give me these top 20s and and you know yeah you probably at this point because of the way they played you're going to be laying a little bit for top 30s and top 40s but i mean look we bet minus 130s in baseball and it's like we don't think anything of it like that's just mm-hmm. normal it's like in golf we feel like it has to be a plus number or we're doing something wrong and like that's just not the case right A like ticket cashing is a ticket cashing and so I will ride this hot streak on these guys as long as I can until the wheels just completely come falling off. But look, Ricky is just going out there and continuing to put up good scores in these really deep field tournaments. And, and I think that that is something that I'm going to to pay attention to as well, man. So I'm, uh, I am, I I think the only other real, real, I mean, you mentioned Rory missing the cut here and, and what he said, so that's a, obviously a huge takeaway. But I think the other takeaway for me here, and, and look, I admit, I I bet him this week, and I think it'll be the last time I bet him here for a hot minute just to kind of see what's going on. Maybe we're getting a little bit of a second-year slump out of Tom Kim. Um, mm-hmm. You know, yep. look, it's, it's one of those things where you come out on fire and, you know, everyone's writing articles about you and you're getting all these interviews and maybe you let it get to you a little bit and you saw how he, you know, wanted to kind of soak it all in. And, and, and that's some of the stuff I love about him for sure. Yeah, yeah. But we haven't seen four consistent rounds from him in a hot minute either. Right. I mean, he starts this tournament off two over even par then one under. I mean, don't get me wrong. He made the cut. He's T 51 on the week. He's still getting a paycheck, but you know, I, I I'm betting him outright. Right. Right. I mean, he, he didn't sniff. He, he hasn't sniffed that in a long time. Yeah. Right. And so I think for me, just gonna need to see him put. Give me three good rounds. Like even if you have one bad round, give me three good rounds. Something I can run with and say like, okay, now I feel confident coming in, putting an outright
1: ticket in. Yeah, yeah, I, g- I completely agreed with him. I, he, he's. I've always been on the kind of wait and see approach with him, yeah. so I really haven't been caught up too much in it. But I understand. I mean, that the guy there's there is talent there for sure. That's undoubtable. Um, my big takeaway from this week, Matt, is it's the. Biggest takeaway, I would say, is just selfishly, it's it's going back to the drawing board. I think sometimes you got to, yeah, you know, I think you always need to reevaluate the way that you're that you're handicapping and the way that you're betting, and, and those yeah. are two different things. And for me, this week might have been the best example ever of, I think I handicapped this tournament really well, and somehow I ended up still losing a small bit of yeah. money on it. Okay, and this is this is I'll just walk you through some of this. Like Patrick Cantlay was um or scotty Scheffler was my highest rated guy in the field okay he, he was my number one rated guy heading into this tournament um and besides that minus 200 live bet i put on him i didn't have any other action on him. now is it hard to obviously we talk about betting outrights at such short numbers not something we're really interested in doing there wasn't really any matchups i was in, interested in there's limited ways you can obviously play a guy that that's that's that short right but you have him i have him rated as number one heading into the tournament you and I were both on Terrell Hatton who ends up finishing second in this, right? Right, And outright that finishes second. Um, Patrick Cantlay, Jason Day, Max Homa. Now I cash all top 20s on them, but I almost, but I got lucky on two of the three of those, right? And it's like, yeah. you, I, I can't have this many guys that I'm this high on finishing the top 19 players of a golf tournament mm. and not be making money, right? Like there, there's, yep. to me, that's unacceptable. So it's one of those, I, I just think it's, I think it's one of those things it just with different things with golf, golf betting, it's going to happen, I guess, but it shouldn't happen. And I think you need to always be a reexamining your process, both of how are you handicapping a tournament? How are you betting a tournament? And what did you screw up? The postmortem is important. <laughs> hey, yeah. Postmortem is important. Wes no, and I absolutely. Talked, Wes and I talked a little bit about it and it was kind of, it, it sounded like he was kind of in the in the same boat, and we figured out main, mainly that he had a lot of more matchups go his way, where I kind of got the bad draw some matchups, right. even with players that didn't play poorly, but I just just got outplayed by other players. You know, like I lost a Wyndham Clark matchup to Denny McCarthy. You know what I mean? Like stuff like right. that. Like I don't think it's a bad bet on on Wyndham, but Denny McCarthy goes and wins that. So, uh, just something I wanted to throw out there. I think it's a good reminder yeah. for people to always be evaluating and reevaluating the way you're doing things and attacking things. Yeah. And listen,
3: I I also go back and look at all these outrights that I made. I mean, you know, for me, they all made the cut this week. It's just none of them really contended. Right. I mean, we already talked about Tom Kim and, and he goes in there and, you know, never even comes close to really contending Keith Mitchell, another guy, you know, never really comes. He makes a cut, but doesn't really come close. contending. Ryan Fox, who, you know, look, I'm not going to, I'm not hating myself for that. It was a 225 to one. And also like, I had had a minimal amount of money on it, but like, it leads me to believe that at least I'm on the right track. Right. I mean, a guy that's 225 to one finishes T 27. I feel pretty great about that. I had a 300 to one on Aaron Rye who finishes T 19 because he goes 75 on Sunday, because guess what? That's why he's 300 to one. You know, it's like, that's why he's 300 (laughs) to one. Cause he can't close. Right. So 75 on Sunday, everybody was scored on Sunday, except for him. So 75 for Aaron Rye. But again, it leads me to believe that I, I mean, I'm on the right track here. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of refining how I go about everything. Like you said, like maybe it's not an outright on these guys at all. And I know it's tempting at those super long odds, but may, maybe it's better served to put that in a, into a top 40, you know, mm-hmm. and like, what are yeah. you still getting plus money? If a guy's two twenty-five or 300 to one, to win the thing, you're still getting plus money on bets like that. So I, I do the same thing. Can't lay T19. Again, we know we were, we are, you already talked about how high we were on him whenever we were coming into this tournament. And of course, Max Homa there at T6. And so it's like every outright I bet made the cut. And so it's like, <laughs> right. I'm, I feel, you know, like that's at least a step in the right direction. It's just one of those things where none of them were really actually contending you know at any at any point so um
1: i mean the only guy that it really felt like i was off on it w- was keegan he just went full keegan on us though yeah you know, i mean it was you know we yeah. we 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 played with fire and we got burnt you know that's what happens sometimes with keegan bradley okay uh you got you, you obviously you have to understand that going in but yeah I don't, I don't know i think that's a i think this is a great tournament to just try, to, to to kind of walk away learning lessons from you know i hell i that's think golfers do it all the time as better as i think we got to do it too after some of these tournaments because that's I, I i mean shoot man like I, I think this is one of the tournaments i probably handicapped the best all year you know what i mean it's just right. how do you walk how do you walk away you know bar, barely making making you know barely making any money but
3: listen guys just to uh to put a bow on this and we'll take a look at next week uh kelly listen golfers are people too and golfers are people like us too And Max McGreevy reminded us of that this week. Uh, Round two for Max McGreevy. He started on the back nine. Bogey, par, bogey, par, triple, par, par, bogey, 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 par, bogey, double, triple, double, par, double, and then the hero birdie on the 18th hole (laughs) of the day. The hero birdie to finish 17 over an 89 for Max McGreevy. And somebody said, dude, how did you shoot A-? You know, it's the old joke, Kelly. You're like Max, how the hell did you shoot 89? And he's like, well, cause I birdied uh, nine. That's how I, that's, that's how I shot 89. Cause not I of shot 90. <laughs> like, like, you know, so, uh, an 89 for old Max McGreevy there. And, uh, you know, listen, pro golfers are golfers like us as well, Kelly. So well, that, that makes us feel good about these
1: things. The other guy I got to bring up in that same vein, because I was I was loving this when I was seeing this, was it was Aaron Wise in that round one, where he put, where he put the, full, the full Roy McAvoy, whatever his name was, from Ted Cup, where he was like, give me another ball. Give me another ball. I'm hitting it from right here. Give me another ball. Uh, I mean, I think he put three in the water off the tee on 18. And it was just like, nope, I'm doing it again. I'm doing it again. <laughs> Uh, I got respect. I got respect for that.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, it was absolutely amazing. And then, uh, you know, then that you was get his first guys. round,
1: too. It, it's, it's not like he knew he was missing the cut. You know what I right? mean? It's like, no, screw this hole. I'm going to beat this thing. Give me a ball.
3: <laughs> and then
1: we had the the the
3: unbelievably awesome round two of Lucas Herbert as well. Not an 89, but he shot an 85, but an 85 that included an eight on a par three and a nine on a par four. So it's, it's like, it, it, that's one of those deals where I just look and I say, God, that makes me listen. Every time I just smoke one in the water or I hit one out in the rocks out here in Vegas, I can just say, you know what? Pro golfers do it every now and then too. So uh, <laughs> that's true. That's I'll, true. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take that, but uh good tournament all in all. Like I said, I think we weren't too far off, even though we didn't call. I mean, listen, here's, this is the other thing too. And I'll, this is actually where I'll put the bow on this we could just call Scotty to win every damn, every time he tees it up. It's like, it's like, it's like you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like, we're, we're trying to offer other golfers that we feel like have a chance to actually maybe compete in all this, but like the odds are what they are and they're correct for Scotty Scheffler and John yeah. Rahm right now. Like these guys are, that is how good they are and how good that they play. And so I, I'm just, you know, I, I don't, I'm not beating myself up over this tournament. I'll put it that way.
1: No, no, no. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. at no, all. No. So let's head over to the Valspar.
3: And uh, guys, as before we start talking about the Valspar here, if you want to go ahead and hit the pause button, go down, give us five stars. Really do appreciate that. And go ahead and maybe, uh, you know, subscribe. If you want to leave a review as well, because the reviews apparently help us. So, you know, go in, just say like, I like Kelly's beard. Whatever it is, anything. Just just write something. Hey, it helps us you, climb up the uh, charts. There.
1: That's right. You might not be able to see it at home, but when we record these, I can see myself, and, and I I constantly can see yeah. how good my beard is. I actually have been staring at it for like half this podcast. Like, it is. It's, it's glorious. As it's got they this little say. flip yeah. at the end right now, Matt. I got to do yeah. something about. It. I don't know what's going on. I got to. Oh, uh, when's it.
3: your next haircut, buddy?
1: Uh, Wednesday, yes. Yeah,
3: so we'll okay, I was going to say. I have one Wednesday as well, so we'll both be fresh. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah come <laughs> Thursday. Uh, all right. So Valspar Championship. This does not have the type of field that we've had the last, um, the the in last week and certainly in the last few weeks here. Your odds-on favorite is Justin Thomas. If that tells you anything, considering Justin's kind of trajectory yeah. of late here, he is eleven to one to win this thing. Jordan Spieth, twelve to one. Sam Burns, who's won back to back here. 16 to one Matt Fitzpatrick is 18 to one then it jumps all the way to 25 Kelly with Fleetwood the Keegs and Justin Rose then we get to kind of into that 30 ish range with Hadwin McCarthy Wyndham Clark Justin Sun Davis Are 35 to one so guys you can see where the 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 shift is in this field depth really, really quickly here, where, you know, Brian Harmon is 35 to one, Matt McNeely is 40 to one, right? We've been, we've bet Gary Woodland already this year at 110 to one. He's 40 to one in this yeah. tournament. So, like, these are, you can still see how the depth is just not there for this one. Um, Kelly, I did preliminary runs just because I wanted to take a look at, at certain things. And this is not to say don't listen to our podcast work because I definitely, you should. And you should, but like, I'm not going to have a very big card this week. Nobody jumps off the page to me. These odds are incredibly short on a bunch of, let's just say, you know, I mean, look outside of JT and Jordan, I mean, I guess Burns made the cut this week. He never contended, but like, at least he's kind of getting back on the right track or something, but yeah, there's, there's not a lot that inspires like confidence in me in this field. And so, probably going to be a couple of mid-range guys, a couple of dart throws, and then uh, we'll just kind of move on.
1: So I went over and I try to do this every Monday where I'll, I'll run, I'll just grab my bottle from last year and kind of run it real quick and see what, right. see what it spits out this year. That, that That is not like, like Matt just said, it is absolutely tune in tomorrow because what usually what I use the year before is just a bill, a building off of point. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's usually a bunch that I end up tweaking uh, from the year before. Um, but having said all that, uh, Look, I, I don't know. There's some few. There's a few names. I think there's some chances further down the board. I, I hear no. you. It's a, a gross field. But shoot, this is, you know, a gross field was the Honda Classic where I won, got an outright home on and had a huge tournament with a first-round leader, too. Um, I don't know. There's a few names I'm actually kind of interested in this week. Uh, it might be... Might be something with Woodland. I mean, look, Justin Rose. Justin Rose yeah. been playing some interesting golf here recently. Sixth last week. Now he had two missed cuts in a row before that, but you know he wanted won at, won at Pebble already this year. Eighteenth of the Farmers, twenty sixth of the Amex. Um, he's been playing some pretty good golf. Adam Hadwin kind of jumping out to me as well uh, here. Thirteenth of the Players coming in that you can get a bit, a little bit longer number, and then and then a guy, another guy. Matt, dude, I've bet so many times, top forty, top twenty. I think I'm going to go back to and maybe not an outright number here, but maybe still in a, in a finishing position. Mark is Wyndham Clark. He's another guy yeah. that's just up, is up there again for me. He's striking the ball so well right now. Um, I, I think he's a guy I'll continue to play. So um, I don't know. I don't know for sure. You're right. Tune back in tomorrow. I'm definitely going to have bets on this tournament. Sounds like you'll be a little lighter than me, uh, but I don't have that total. I don't have that total buzzkill feeling because I. I, I I don't think there's anybody at the top of the board that I'm really interested in. You know what I I mean? mean? Like, I
3: do think Spieth is like probably the class of this field right now. And that's crazy whenever we have Justin Thomas in the field as well. But if we're talking about just consistency, you know, like look, Spieth has, he's going to frustrate you at times. And there's no doubt about that because he's going to have a blow up hole and whatever. But like, if we just talk about consistency over the last year, Jordan Spieth has been more consistent than Justin Thomas over the last yep. year and like so he probably is the guy in this field of course we do know Burns has won this thing back to back years so there's something about this course that that he likes over there at Ennisbrook
1: uh, I I'm you know as big of a Burns guy as you are though would you I mean would you not be shocked if he just turned it on all of a sudden and won this week not at all
3: but uh at 16 to 1 odds I'm not I'm not going to pay to find out you know <laughs> okay, like, okay. like like at 16 to one odds. I'm not going to pay to find out. Right. Like if, if I, if I lose out on a burns win at 16 to one, I can live You'll with be- myself. Yeah. yeah. yeah,
1: yeah hear, it's
3: the, yeah, it's the, when it gets to 80 and 90 that we saw a couple of weeks ago, th- those are the ones I think would be tough to swallow. But yeah, if I lose a 16 to one burns outright, then, you know, so be it. I think I can live with, with all of that. I mean, you know, there's are some other dudes in this tournament that sort like Justin Suh has actually been playing really good as well. Yeah. The problem is, is his odds like are literally less than half of what we normally get him at. He's, he typically is in that 75 to 80 to rank, 80 range. He's 35 in this field. That said 35 to one on a guy that again, I think has been playing some really good golf. I imagine when I run my models. Yeah. And I, yeah I imagine when I run players, my, my model, he's probably going to be like, you know, pretty high, I guess, you know,
1: he is, he, he is number one in my last 24-round model. Yeah. So, so, again, the model from last yeah. year, but still, yeah, he is number one. And, it, I mean, recent finishes. Six of the players, 24th at the API, 5th at the Honda, 40th at the Genesis, 20th at the Farmers. Yeah, uh, so, he, I mean— That guy's been playing great. Right, so,
3: you know, at the very least, I can only imagine I'll have some at least a placement market bet on him, right? I mean, like, in this field, you would think—I mean, you're getting plus money on him. at The top 20s are listed over at DraftKings already— plus 180 on him for a top 20, um, Love it. you know, in a field like this, you're nearly getting two to one uh, on a guy that if we're talking about recent form, you just, you just, you just spat it out. I mean, he might have the best recent form of any of the guys th- that was shorter odds in him really, even,
1: you know, I mean, like when it all comes down to it. So, yeah, so, some of this is crazy just looking at his stats, what he's done. So how about, how about uh, last week uh, gained seven strokes tee to green. Okay. You go to the Honda Um, the, the API, he gained 4.3 strokes gained putting, uh, at, at the Honda over six, uh, over six strokes gained on approach. And then Genesis and farmers over four strokes gained putting again. So he's, he's been putting lights out. It's, It's only like each week, one part of his game has been spiking major, but, but it's usually been the putter. Yeah. So, you know, look again, I think while we typically see
3: far, far bigger odds on him in, in a field like this with. Very little depth, as we just mentioned, as far as like big time star power, uh, 35 to one might be something I'm going to be interested in. And, you know, I imagine once people really start digging in in earnest and they're going to see the stuff that you just spat out there, Kelly, maybe those odds go away. So I might have to try to get Mm -hmm. in sooner as opposed to later here Mm -hmm. on sub before uh, before we before we let those odds drift a little bit. But again, tune in tomorrow. Me, Wes, Kelly will go in. We'll break down all of this stuff. We're going to answer a few of y'all's questions as well. So if you do have any further questions that you would like add uh, at, at, um, answered on air, we're going to add the segment in for the podcast. So at Kelly Bidlin at Matt Brown, M2, if you want to shoot them our way, we will uh, certainly take them into consideration so long as they, benefit the masses like you know if it's a if it's a very very personal question don't say you know don't don't do that like if if you think it's a question that benefits the masses the people that might be listening here we will certainly add it to the rundown and uh, and get to those i think we already have three in there you said so we got three that will be answering this week good uh,
1: good. yeah three good Good. ones we'll go over tomorrow
3: and so uh if you have any more be sure fire them over and we'll uh we'll get them into the rundown to talk through tomorrow when we go through everything kelly any parting shots here with with everything, I mean, listen, I, I guess the only last thing I could say is, you know, the the in-tournament stuff has kind of saved me this year a couple of different times. You know, listen, getting in, I like I said, I have no shame in not going into a tournament with a Scotty Scheffler ticket, seeing a round, I have a whole, I have 18 holes of golf sample size. Mm -hmm. I then I have a better idea of what the weather is going to look like. I have a better idea of what the draw looks like, all the things like where everyone else stands and coming in. And yeah, I don't get the, I didn't get the 10 to one. I got plus five, 10. I get half of what, whatever, but I have all of this knowledge and information to work with as opposed to, you know, ROM withdraws. Like, I mean, like I'm getting like, like that's, that's value in my direction that one of the best players in the world withdraws. So I'm, I'm gaining information as the tournament progresses. And so again, I have no shame. In not going into a tournament with one of these big dogs and and whatever, just coming in later and and doing it. I mean, you did it. I did it. I'm I, I don't know if Wes did it or not, but like, I, I have no problem doing that.
1: Yeah, I think the uh, the other the other thing I'll just say you know say lastly is that the I think the amount of second place outright finishes that I've racked up over the past year has there. There's been one one benefit of it. It's really it really made me understand. The, you know, we always said it because we always bet these, but really how much those finishing positions, tournament matchups, not only, I don't even want to just say say can save your tournament, keep you afloat till you hit that next outright. No, man, it's just a way you can bet golf too. Like you can bet golf, you don't have to bet a single outright. Like my outright card is like week in and week out has been way less, way less players. And there's for people out there, I know that's always like the, the big draw of betting golf. But kind of like you're talking about with laying minus one thirty and how we don't even think twice about that when you're betting a baseball game. It's like okay, there's nothing wrong with it. Grinding out plus one twenty five, top twenties, week yeah. after week after week. Like right. that's winning bets, man. Like that is winning bets. <laughs> and I'll take it, like exactly, I just,
3: you know. And I will take it. That's the other thing about it is just the the little the the little wins go a long way. Certainly, whenever you're grinding grinding golf and like let's just be for real, it's it's a grind. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it is, it's a grind. Like we're, we're grinding this. And so it is, it's one of those things that we will, we will continue to preach here on this podcast guys for Kelly Bidlin. I am Matt Brown. Hopefully the players treated you well. And hopefully we can make some money here on the Valspar tune in tomorrow. Here are
0: three reasons. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. We use food grade ingredients. We have a wide selection of varieties and they all come in two strengths. Find Zinn
3: at a store near you. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical.